0: First up, Bally Technologies, ticker BYI, what do they do? They are a worldwide gaming company and they sell games uh, in terms of gaming, so games you bet on at a casino and then they also have software that helps you run a casino. So they got basically two businesses a business that competes with other game companies for the best game and they move them in and out of casinos as they do well or don't do well, like a candy machine or something like that. But then they have this software business that runs the casino that once you're running a casino on their software, it's not so easy to move in and out because you're running everything on it and you'd have to retrain people and all that. The games move in and out if it's a bad game. Get it out of here. it's a good game, get it in here. It's like a Xerox machine. You can roll it out, roll it in. The software is like an IBM uh, mainframe that, hey, don't roll that out. We got a 1,000 people working on that. So there's an annuity element. And then, you know, all these stocks we're talking about got through this great screen. So these guys are putting up just tremendous returns. Uh, their return on assets is consistently in the teens lower teens but still teens and they lever that a little bit on the assets to equity to get a return on equity in the in the thirties and sometimes forties and sometimes upper twenties but it's a good business their debt ratios are uh, you know pretty high seventy percent debt to capital but you know the business is so stable that their coverage has traditionally been pretty good um, The valuation is the only rub on these good companies, and on this one it's 8 times EBITDA, so I'm going to look at the inverse of that, 1 over 8, that's a 12% cash-on-cash return. The company trades in a range of 3 to 20 over the last 5 years, so 8 is roughly in the midpoint. As you can see, the stock's been flattish for a few years, and I think that's because gambling has been flattish because of the recession. It's a discretionary area that's been slow to recover, but it is slowly recovering. And when we look at their sales, you know, they're still below peak. So in June '08, they had 900 million in sales, June 2012, 879. So they still have not fully recovered. Um but on the other hand uh, they 're you know they're they 're stable their eBITDA also flat over that period. so I look at the eBITDA yield the twelve percent am I willing to accept that without growth and in this environment, I say, yes, I am, so i 'm willing to take the twelve percent if they do end up having any growth, I kind of get that for free, and that 's how I think about it. The estimates have been pretty stable there 's been no real revisions um And, you know, you got to think, is gambling something that will endure? I come to the view that it's kind of human nature to gamble. People like to gamble. Uh, The world is, you know, gambling more and more. (laughs) If we do go to online gambling, that's another element of this particular company, is they own a lot of the software that around the world runs online gaming in those countries where it's legal, such as the U.K., and we do have some bills in the... Congress right now to legalize online gaming in the U.S. in part because we need the tax money. So a
1: boom for them. Yeah,
0: so that's kind of where I come out on this
1: one. Mo. Well, you know, when I when I looked at first of all, you you know, you got to love the chart, and I'm always a big believer in that. But um, one of the things I noticed was this was a company that had um, 58 million shares outstanding in 2010, and in 2011 that went down to 54 million shares, and then in 2012. Forty-four million shares. So why are yeah. they buying all these shares back? Because their free cash flows are off the charts. Yeah, this is a company that does almost a billion dollars in revenues, nine hundred million dollars in revenues, and they really don't have any capex. You know, twenty million in capex. So they have a little R and D. They're developing some well, games and, and, new and stuff software, like that. But yeah. so when you look at their free cash flow. In 2012, they have 120 million dollars in free cash flow. What are they going to do with all that money? They don't pay a dividend. Yeah, they don't need to. They don't need to reinvest it in terms of capex or brick and mortar. And so, what they've been doing is they've been buying their shares down. Yeah. Now, where you know how long they do that, or do they declare a dividend? How long the free cash flow lasts? I'm not sure. All I can tell you is. That this looks to me like a business, as you said, where big picture sustainable. The uh, you look at the mar- the gross margins. This company's gone; has been sixty to sixty-two percent for the last three years. Yeah, um, something's up when you see a margin that high. And, and <clears throat> I think the barriers to entry are pretty high in this business. Um, yeah, you've got to be connected, as they say. Um, so, yeah, I kind of like it. I think the chart looks great. And uh, if they keep buying back the stock, sooner or later, it's either going to be a private company or you're going to start seeing a dividend. So those are the kinds of things that we look for on a momentum basis. The stock's up almost 17% year to date. Um, so you, you got to like it. There, there are 15 analysts that are covering it. Yeah, and uh, the earnings estimates have been pretty stable, so nobody's you know nobody's anticipating anything you know particularly on the positive side, but more importantly on the negative side. Um, they're located in Las Vegas, so if we decided to pick up coverage of them, I would volunteer to go out and do the due diligence. Yeah, I'd probably tag along to another, have double due diligence. Another important reason to look at the company, but uh, yeah, I like it. It's interesting. It's uh, something I would definitely put in the hopper. They've
0: got uh, you know, a couple primary competitors to Mo's point, and they don't change a lot. You got International Game Technology, IGT, which right. has been around for a long time, and then you got WMS Industries, which is the old Williams that used to make, you know, pinball machines and such is where some of this came from. And of course Bally used to make
1: Pinball machines, and then I look at the owners here. Now wait a minute before yeah. you, before you move from that page. <coughs> look at these three guys. Yeah. both international and WMS have got ROEs that are you know in the, the eight to eight to twenty percent range. And yeah. look at where Valley is. Yeah, that's because of the software that uh,
0: I think you know once you design it, you know that takes capex. But there aren't a lot of assets. If I sell software. Uh, to companies that then put it on their own computers, um, there's not a lot of assets involved. You get a very high
1: return uh, sixty sixty percent ROE versus uh, high single digits to uh, to twenty percent for your competitors yeah yeah like they're uh, they're nailing it
0: and then the last thing I'd say on this is there's a nice group of owners that I like to say, Columbia Acorn Fund. Uh, great fund over many years. I think New New Berger, Burger Berman. Berman, yeah, they own it. Yeah, Good firm Eagle. I think is a subsidiary. They're still of now. Eagles, the Florida Eagle, mm, I believe so. Oh, yeah. I believe so. And then Vanguard, you know, they're uh, they're a
1: pretty well.
0: How many Acorn? You
1: know? Columbia Acorn. How many Acorn funds are well, there?
0: Well, there's one, but they must have it. Columbia Acorn is both internet. It's international, including the U.S. And then Columbia Acorn U.S. is just the U.S. So got they've it. got it in both but that's uh Bally Technologies ticker BYI great chart smart money all right